Over the past year, Save the Children and UNICEF have been working together with our youth teams to bring voices of children in New Zealand to Geneva to talk to the Committee on the Rights of the Child on how well children's rights are being implemented here in New Zealand. Many people in New Zealand won't know that our government is currently under examination by the committee to understand how well children's rights are being realised here in New Zealand. As part of this process, our youth teams work together to consult with nearly 2,000 children across New Zealand to find out their views. We have Ethan and Sid here today to talk to you a little about this process, what they've found out and what we think should happen now. As part of the fifth periodic review process, we consulted with children across New Zealand to find their views and find out what they know about their rights and how they learn about them. So Ethan and Sid, before you uh, came to Save the Children in UNICEF, did you know about this process and what did you know about your rights? Um, before I came to UNICEF I didn't really know um, too much about um, the, the periodic review of the process um, of that or like what the government government's role um, in upholding children's rights, what um, children's rights was. Um, I didn't know much about children's rights either. Um, in school, we kind of had a brief kind of overview of um, human rights, but nothing really detailed about what my rights were as a young person. Yeah, I'd say it's the same. I didn't really know much about child's rights or anything about the process or things like this so that we could contribute in a way like this. So when um, you think about that, the Convention on the Rights of the Child was ratified by the New Zealand government in 1993. That's quite some time ago, 23 years ago. What are your thoughts about the fact that you didn't know about your rights, that you had to um, work with an NGO to find out about them? Um, I find it really surprising Like I didn't that it's been around so long, but like so few people actually know. Yeah, um, I agree. I would I would think that um, there would be more implementation of um, uh, the knowledge around it, especially for children, because how are we meant to access it if we don't really know about it? That's very true. So as part of this process, NGOs form a coalition to create an alternative report, and the information that we found out when we consulted with children contributes to that alternative report. Would you like to talk a little about what our process was, what our project aims were, and how we came about deciding the questions we would ask? So there was, we had Save the Children, UNICEF New Zealand, we were collaborating, um, the youth ambassadors, and we were looking at um, like how we can talk to children, how to approach them, and um, kind of what our target, target audience was, and kind of what to ask. Yeah, there was, there was a lot of like brainstorming and lots of teamwork that went into the making of this and of course talking to the NGOs and learning more about how exactly we ask the right questions and who to ask them to. And what were some of the decisions that were made to make the process accessible to children? Um, well, we had to decide on like um, different ways to ask questions to different age groups because you can't approach them all the same because they're different and like times wh where we could go like schools and things and how to approach other people to help us go into those places. Yeah, it was, uh, there was a major focus on making sure that everybody was able to express themselves that they, that, 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 that the way that they wanted to. Um, so not everybody's different and so some people prefer to draw a picture or some people prefer to write a story um, and everything in between. That's really good. So do you feel as part of the process that you worked hard and um, considerately to think about ways to specifically engage children and make it open to them? Um, if you could describe a process of the way you worked, what was that description? 
I don't know, it was a kind of like collaborative kind of um, effort um, and cooperation with each other. Yeah, I feel like there, there was a lot of hard work and we ran some like practice consultations, which I felt helped the most because then you kind of get to see if the methods you thought of actually worked with people and yeah. And so was there any difference in the age groups? So if we consider that, um, that the definition of child is up to 18 years of age, was there, was there any difference in the ways that different age groups like to um, or felt most comfortable being consulted with different formats? Well, yeah, older, I felt like older children really liked to like work as a team and all be like having a discussion as opposed to younger children who enjoyed things like drawing and maybe playing games and things that were more interactive. Yeah, um, like, I completely agree. Like, I, I, I noticed that um, younger people, they often um, like, yeah, like drawing um, pictures or like telling um, kind of creative stories. Um, whereas older people, they, they um, prefer like a discussion and hearing what other people um, thought and kind of um, developing their ideas around that as well. And so we've already talked about um, two of the questions that we asked were uh, how do you know, what rights do you know and how did you learn about them? What were some of the other questions that were created to ask children for their views? We asked about um, like what, what kind of made them happy and so this was kind of targeting um, what, what is it that is most important to you? Um, and it was kind of really interesting what um, came out of that. Um, what, I guess there's a stereotype out there that kind of says that um, young people are really into like um, their phones, the internet or anything, but there was really basic things that people um, said that makes them happy, like hanging out with their family and their friends, um, really basic things like that. Yeah, and we also asked like bigger questions like, um, what would you do to improve the lives of other children? And it was really surprising to see that they were actually quite aware of some of the issues that needed to be targeted and they didn't just look at, like Ethan said, basic things. They were like, we hope they have good food and water and things like that and serious things that affect lots of children in New Zealand. Uh, one of the interesting things that was a finding from how uh, children would help others was there was a real awareness that uh, a way to help children is through um, donating time or money to charities. Um, that was a, an interesting finding. Was there anything else that was interesting around the finding as part of that? The views are really, um, I guess, comprehensive, and that's something that um, isn't really thought of young people. Like, they can't really, um, people kind of think that they can't really um, be up to that kind of high level kind of input um, and I think like that kind of demonstrates that well, young people should have more of a say in decision making processes and that's something that they recognise they said that they like being consulted with about um, what their rights are and what should be done to um, kind of achieve that. Yeah and it was really surprising how similar even throughout all the age groups they all wanted the same things and even came up with the same ideas even like in different ways but they were all very similar. So another question that was asked was whether children's individuality, culture or beliefs were respected. What were the findings or the views of children around that question? Well, there was sort of like um, a, a skew like of either end. Some people were very aware of the fact that issues weren't being like spoken about or things like that. And then the other end was people who had no idea it was going on and... So that big difference was rather surprising. Yeah, so there was, like um, like Sid said, there was like um, a big gap, um, a skew, um, where a lot of people kind of said that, yes, um, 
people's rights were respected. I think that came from um, kind of the diversity of New Zealand and the multicultural society that we have um, that really kind of supports that kind of diversity in some way. But on the other end, there was a lot of people saying that, no, um, there wasn't, like, there's a lot of bullying in schools for being different um, and heaps of different things like that. So as part of children being supported in New Zealand, the government has a, has a significant role. So what is the question that we asked around what the government should do? Um, yeah, so we asked children um, what they thought that the government should do and they came up with um, like a comprehensive list of um, really important ideas um, around things such as housing. Um, they, they thought that the standard of um, living in New Zealand wasn't always um, met and there's a lot of um, people, especially in lower socioeconomic backgrounds, that are living in inadequate housing um, and children are getting sick from that. Yeah, and another big one was education. It was really amazing how much these children valued their education and wanted the government to like put in more efforts that more people could have the opportunity to access the same education they have. So, Sib, would you say there was quite an awareness that there is an equal opportunity within education? Yeah, there was quite an awareness, and they really wanted that to change because they were really passionate about things they learnt and allowing other people to have that same chance. Yeah, I definitely agree. I remember um, I think there was one um, boy at one of the consultations that I um, attended and, and was running and he was talking about how he was um, he wasn't sure about whether like when he goes to um, university whether he's going to be able to keep up because he feels that um, the secondary school system wasn't really um, working for him and he wasn't sure like he didn't really have the same um, opportunity to learn as some of the other um, children because he had a different kind of background from them. Safety was an important issue for children. What came up in relation to safety? Well, there was a lot of, like, at-home safety, and it wasn't really... I didn't meet any kids who were personally wanting to be safer in homes, but they wanted other children to feel safer at home and on the street and just for, like, protection from things that shouldn't be in children's lives. So in reflection of the issues that were found out by and the viewpoints that children shared as part of this process... Is there anything that really sticks with you, anything that you'd like to share? I guess for me it's that um, young people are capable of active participation and they should be um, treated that way and um, given more opportunity to have their say and um, decision-making process, that, especially when it affects them a lot. Yeah, I think it's just like young people aren't as passive as you'd expect. They have a lot to say and they just need to be given the opportunity to say those things and to participate because they really want to and they're really passionate. So what do we think should happen now? We've found out a lot of information. We've had a broad discussion with children. We've found out some really deep and meaningful issues that affect children and some excellent ideas on way change can happen for children. So what do you think should happen now as as the next step of this process? Um, I think that um, central, both central government and local government should um, seriously look at um, kind of the conclusions that we've come to about what children um, think about their rights and they should try and implement ways that um, children's voices can be heard and ways to um, try and mitigate unequal distribution of opportunities um, to different children um, and trying to alleviate um, child poverty in New Zealand, which is also a big issue that um, children identified. Yeah, I agree with Ethan and that if they look at our recommendations, I hope they carry them on and also that they continue to involve the young people because for this process to go smoothly, they actively need to have a role in changing the future of our children in New Zealand. So something that happens and comes up all the time and not necessarily in a purposely negative way is that people often say that children are the future. What's your answer to that? What do you think of that statement? 
Well, I, I think、um, for me that that's like, it's true, children are the future. And、um, because of that, we need to have more,、um, we have to be、um, given the opportunity to have more engagement in、um, civic um, life because we don't want to be living in a future that somebody else made for us and who don't have to live it themselves. And I guess、um, like we see that. Happen all the time in like Brexit when、um, it was mostly the older people who voted to leave and the younger people wanted to stay. And that's,、um, so、that, that's where、um, older people are deciding the future of、um, our, the young people. Yeah, I think that statement can sometimes be used negatively in the sense that they'll say children are the future, so they need to do better for themselves. But we actively all need to cohesively try and do better because the future is theirs. But we have an impact on, like, adults have, the, have an impact on the future for children. So we all need to try to work together to make that future better, better. And that involves giving children the opportunity to have an input, as well as adults actively trying to make it better and considering their opinions. So if you were sitting on the Committee of the Rights of the Child in Geneva and you had the opportunity to ask Minister Tolly a question or to give her some advice, What would that be in relation to the rights of children in New Zealand? Maybe、um, there should be more processes like this where、um, you know, children create kind of a way of、um, asking children what they want and then um, um, like children kind of answer. And so、um, it's kind of a process where it's kind of not intimidating.、Um, I guess there's a lot of、um, government services out there where they、um, kind of extract information、um, from adult,、um, like、adult to children. And I think. Um, that's not always, always effective、um, for some young people. And so, a, a, a unique process is like this where、um, it's children and children、um, kind of working together to kind of find out like, what they want.、Um, I think that's a really、um, effective way of kind of finding、um, the youth view on things. Yeah, mine would be the same, like to continue making processes like this. And also, whenever they go to make a decision, I'd want her to consider the fact that. The impact grows beyond now, like it affects so much more and affects so many children, and so they should constantly be considered. So, one of the disappointing findings is that very few children in New Zealand know about their rights. And even more disappointing is they don't know about the UN Convention on the Rights of the Child, and they've had very little formal learning about that convention or the process or can connect that to their own life. What would be your advice on what we should do to bring a change so that all children in New Zealand know about their rights and so do the adults that work for and with them?、Um, I think probably the most effective way is introducing it into the、um, school curriculum、um, because most children、um, go through school, especially、um, primary school, is a major one. And to、um, learn about your rights from such a young age is something that's、um, really important. And I think、um, that would be a really effective way、um, of. Um, of implementing it? Yeah, getting, getting children to understand these issues early on by, by integrating them into the education system would be a really effective way to teach more kids about the rights that they have and allow them to you know, learn early on because people don't want to really go out of their way to learn these things. But if we put them in front of them and give them the chance during the day when they're at school and they have. Time, then I think it's a good way for them to.、Learn. One of the barriers to learning about rights is that people can think that if children know about their rights, that it means they'll be spoilt or demanding and that adults will not be able to control them. What's your opinion when you hear something like that? Is that true or what would you have to say?、Um, I personally I don't think that's um, true. Um, I think that. 
Uh, most children are quite a, a lot more um, kind of mature than most people um, kind of picture them as. And um, I don't think that's something that's an issue because um, the rights are kind of about basic things that they are entitled to. And it's like, um, you could say the same thing about adults. You could say, well, if they knew their rights, then maybe they would be all spoiled and kind of put it in your face. But they don't because I think, um, that, and that's the same thing for children. And I don't think we should treat them any differently. Yeah, I don't think the rights actually give the opportunity to act spoiled because they're just about basic necessities that they deserve and you can't really take them out of context and use them as a way to, you know, not cooperate with your parents or people. Um, so I don't think that would happen if people actually knew about their rights. So something that came up for us a number of times from children, they said that knowing your rights is another layer of protection. If you know about your rights, you know that you should be getting help if things are going wrong for you. Whereas if you don't know your rights, you can just think, well, this is my life, I can't do any different. We've talked about schools being a place where children can learn about their rights. What do you see learning about your rights in relation to being a parent and how families can help realise the rights for children? I think sometimes it's easy to overlook someone else's rights if you don't know they have any. And so even for parents and for adults around children, if you don't understand that children also have rights, it's very easy to abuse them or to think that what you say goes um, without following like what they deserve and what they're entitled to. Yeah, um, like the Convention on the Rights of the Child, um, it talks about um, the responsibility that um, adults have um, to make sure that um, that our young people in New Zealand Day are um, kind of taken care of and making sure that those rights are met and their basic needs um, are met. So I think it's really important that um, older people know about um, the rights that young people have. Why should the government teach us all about children's rights? Why should adults, parents, professionals, children know about children's rights and responsibilities that are part of those rights? How do you think that that will make our government improve our country for the better? Um, well, I think everybody knowing about um, our rights um, is something that's going to, it affects everybody and it's um, something that everybody is a part of and it's going to, um, it's going to really help everybody within society because um, it's, it's something that, that it, it's, it's something that's, um, it affects everybody in New Zealand and it affects everybody around the world and so um, the more we know about it and the more that we um, acknowledge it and um, make sure that they're upheld, the more that um, we're going to have some posit have positive outcomes where people are um, feeling as though that they're respected and that their rights are taken into account and their views um, and opinions um, and diversity and uniqueness is taken into account as well. Yeah, I feel when you when you know your rights, you're more likely to actively go out and fight for what you deserve. And so if adults and children both know that children have rights and that they're entitled to certain things, this will significantly improve our future because then people will, children who are in bad situations will know that they have the right to ask for better and to go and ask to be treated differently and adults will know that they should be fighting for children who are in bad situations and the government is there to support them and the decisions that they want to make to improve their lives. So five years from now, we will be in this process yet again, where our government will be reporting again to the Committee on the Rights of the Child on the progress for children in New Zealand. What are your hopes that New Zealand will be like in five years for children? What changes do you hope we will see in that time? Um, well, I hope that there will be a lot of um, kind of work done towards um, like what we found 
um, trying to improve bullying in schools. I think there was a statistic where I think it was 96% of um, teachers in, in schools that know that bullying is happening in their school. And I, I think that's something that's um, it's really shocking. And then um, we really needed to address that because um, it's such a big issue in things such as um, poverty and housing that children identify. That's something, if, if children can see it, and it's not something that just affects children, it affects um, everybody in the home in inadequate housing. Um, and so that's something that we really need to um, address. Um, and I hope that when um, this process happens again in five years, um, that we won't be seeing um, these things or to such the degree that we are now um, and that children actually know more about their rights and um, can identify it rather than things like, oh, the right to remain silent, um, which is something that um, isn't quite in the convention of the rights of the child. Um, and so I hope there's a lot of improvement on all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I hope all of those issues are addressed. But more than that, I hope that the awareness increases because once everyone's aware, then we can start making everyone more active and that will expedite the change and make everything happen a lot faster and make even more of a difference. So I hope that by then, if we were to ask people, what are your rights, they'll say, I actually know, and that'll be a big difference. So many people have been part of this process of gathering views of children and being able to take these views to the heart of the United Nations. Is there anything you'd like to say uh, further about that process? Um, I would really like to thank kind of everybody that's um, been involved, like all the schools. We talked to um, like children from all over the country, um, right across New Zealand, and there was um, so many people took part um, in the consultation online or um, in, in, in person, and so many people kind of contributed um, to it, and a lot of people really um, supported that, um, like Save the Children, UNICEF New Zealand, um, and Action for Children and Youth Aotearoa. And it's, it's been so, um, as a young person, being able to kind of... Um, be involved in this. It's been a, a huge opportunity for me and I've learned um, a lot about children's rights and what um, children actually think about their rights and um, the issues in New Zealand. Yeah, I'd like to thank like everyone, even the team and all the people who are helping teach us how to do these things. I feel like I've learned so much through this whole process and I'd especially like to thank the children because they're just such wonderful people with these big opinions that I never even saw coming and then meeting them and understanding more about my rights in the process was just such an incredible thing and the schools that allowed us to come in and everything, th the whole process was incredible, yeah.